Welcome to Bakersfield First Assembly of God's podcast. We are so excited that you joined us today. Our lead pastor, Pastor James Lair, is fired up and ready to preach. I hope you enjoy this sermon. Good evening, everyone. I thought of just waiting five minutes to test your patience, but uh, there'll be enough of that today. We're continuing our series, Stand Firm in Your Freedom, the book of Galatians. Last week, we talked about the fruit of the spirit of peace. Like joy, the believer can have an inner spiritual peace even in the midst of external conflict. Peace is largely a state of mind, and peace should govern our decisions. And the peace Jesus gives us is different than the peace the world offers. And we can have peace with God through Jesus Christ. The discipline of the Lord brings a harvest of peace, and a person cannot know that true inner peace unless they have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And then finally, we are to be peacemakers, which is different than peacekeepers. And if you want to know the difference, go to the video on Facebook. <laughs> Tonight, we're going to talk about the fruit of the spirit of patience. Now, the first three fruit were easy compared to this one. Now we're gone to meddling. Love, joy, peace, that's great, but now it's patience. So why is it so difficult for us to exercise patience. Any thoughts? Why, why is that a challenge for us human beings? It's easy to lose it, yeah? We have been, that is excellent. We have been raised in a society that wants immediate gratification, whether it's your fast food at McDonald's. So Jolene, uh, we rode to work today together and she dropped me off, but she always gets coffee on the way. And usually she goes to Starbucks and it's pretty quick early in the morning like it was this morning. But she wanted to try the other one. What's the something bros? Dutch bros, yes. So she, we have a Dutch bros near our house. And so there was two lines and I found myself getting antsy. This is taking too long. This is taking too long. Even though probably the total time was five minutes, we're conditioned. We want things immediately and it's amazing how, which the demand for immediacy has accelerated the pace of our lives, which has had consequences. It's not healthy for us. Uh, I was reading one author who said, God intended us to be a horse and buggy pace for our lives and the healthiness of our lives. But we are now, we are jet set in our pace. So there are many things that make it difficult for us to be patient. What, it, what is at the root of impatience? What, what is it? Selfishness. Selfishness. Okay, yes. What's that? Performance. Performance, yes. Both good answers, yes. Anger. anger. It can stir anger. A lot of times, patience, we feel that someone is violating our, our world and our time and our space and our schedule, Right? If usually uh, we get impatience when it's something has come up we didn't expect or we didn't plan for. And so at the root of that, there's a sense of violation. Somebody has violated my time, my schedule, my plans, and it is selfish. It, it really, it's, it's around, it centers around us. And ironically, when we become impatient, it it does more harm to us. It raises our heart rate. It puts us in a difficult position. 
Anytime, selfishness, the irony of selfishness is that it hurts you. <laughs> selfishness it eventually causes you problems. That's the irony. You think that selfishness would make you feel better, but often selfishness makes you feel worse in the long run. So knowing these things, and we're going to dig a little deeper into these, why is it so important for Christians to manifest patience? Why is it so important? Blessing? Blessing? Yes, you're exactly right. It'll result in blessing. A witness. Won't Won't it enhance or endanger our witness? I shared a story before one time I came up to the optical part of Costco. I didn't need new contacts. This was years ago when I didn't have to wear bifocals, bless God. But now that I have to wear bifocals, I've given up on the contact lenses. But there was a line of people waiting, and there was no real line. Everybody was kind of just, it was a, like a kiosk in the middle. And so, but I was, I was watching. I knew who was next, and it was me. And so the lady says, okay, who's next? And before I could say something, another lady said, I'm next. Oh, bless God. I, I was not happy. She cut in line and, and she kind of looked at me and did a snooty kind of thing. Like she knew, she knew I was next, but she jumped in line and I'm sitting there just starting to kind of get antsy and fume. And finally, when the lady was done with her, she came over to me. She goes, I knew you were next. Thank you for being patient. And I was like, no problem. I had it under control. I was, but the reality is I was this close to losing it. And there would have gone my testimony because, you know, eventually I'd had to tell them what I did for a living. But, uh, but that's, our testimony is important. And one of the best ways, that, it was a testimony to this lady that was working there that I was on the surface patient, not on the inside. <laughs> but it, she thanked me. And I think one of the, especially in our fast-paced, in a hurry society, patience can be a witness, being in, in what we'll study next week, kindness goes along with that. And so it, patience, especially in our culture today, can be a witness by itself. It can open a door for, uh, to be a witness. Another thing about patience, why it's so important we as Christians have it in our lives, is because at the heart of patience and impatience is control. If we believe that we have surrendered our life to God, he is in control. And therefore, interruptions should not upset us. Right? If we believe God's in control of life, we've surrendered our lives to the Lord, then when something doesn't go our way or when someone's late, who knows how many accidents God has spared us from, right? And yet we're mad because somebody cut us off or made us late. I'm, I'm telling you, just, you know, I'm sitting at the light and the light turns green. It's a left arrow. The guy in front of me is not moving. And I'm thinking, I'm going to honk my horn, but I'm so afraid it's going to be one of y'all. So I just sat there and I'm starting to, you know, I feel the tension building. And then, you know, and I know he's on his phone. I know it. Stop being on your phone. And sure enough, he looks up at the last minute, takes off, makes it through the light, and I'm stuck right there. I couldn't get through the green light, and I just said, Lord, bless him. If you don't kill him, bless him. Uh, but, uh, 
At the heart of impatience is us trying to control our lives, our destiny, our circumstances. And patience reminds us that we are not in control. We are not God. And so if we can learn patience, it's also a way in which we honor the Lord as the Lord of our lives. He is Lord and Savior. And so exercising patience is, an, is also glorifying the Lord as sovereign. He's the sovereign Lord. So we're going to get into more of some of these things, but good discussion. So let's look at our text. We're looking at the fruit of the spirit of patience. In the NIV, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. Amplified expands on that. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which his presence within accomplishes, and that's a great description there because if the Holy Spirit is in your life, there will be fruit. If there's no fruit, how many know we may not, may not have the fullness of the Spirit in our lives? Love, joy, or gladness, peace, patience, and look how the Amplified expounds on patience, and even temper, forbearance, which is kind of an ancient word. And in the Message Bible, but what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity. And then uh, defining patience, we develop a willingness to stick with things. So we'll see how, how much that goes into our study. Number one, the meaning of patience. Letter A, there are two words in the New Testament for patience. Macrothumos and hupomone. How about that? Yeah, those don't carry over right away, except macro. We know what macro means. So number one, parenthesis, the first compound word is macro, which means long, far, or distance. And thumos, which means passion, as if breathing hard. <sighs> Rage, a seething wrath or anger. So you want to make sure you have the word combined because it totally changes the meaning. The prefix, if it's just thumos, it's that bull with, you ever see the picture of the bull with breath coming out of its nostrils and it's ready to, ready to pounce. Well, that's what the word thumos means. But when you put macro in front of it, it means it's a, you're a long way from that kind of breathing. So letter A, together it literally means to be long of spirit or breathing or temper. To be long-tempered, not short-tempered. Letter B, it is to wait a long length of time in avenging wrongs or to be slow in becoming angry. Letter C, it is being long-suffering as opposed to short-tempered. You'll see it often translated, especially in the King James, as long-suffering. You can suffer long. And so, number two, parenthesis, the second compound word for patience is hupo, which means under, beneath, or below, and meno, which means to stay, remain, or abide. Therefore, the second word means to stay under, or to remain steadfast under pressure, or hardship. 
This is important, letter B. The former, macrothumos, involves patience with people. The latter, hupothome, I'm sorry, hupomeno, means involves patience with circumstances. So the first one is being patient with people. The second one means to be patient with circumstances. And in the Old Testament, the Hebrew phrase for patience is slow to become angry. And it speaks of God being slow to become angry. Again, um, these fruit of the Spirit are the characters, characteristics of God that are to be manifest in our lives. And how many know God is patient? We're going to see how patient he is. Letter B. Patience is the powerful capacity of selfless love to bear with difficult people and challenging circumstances without breaking down or giving in to anger. That's patience. It is the powerful ability of selfless love. It's connect, patience is connected to love. And it's the ability to bear with difficult people and difficult circumstances. Has anybody ever had difficult people in your life for an extended period of time? Oh, Lord, help us. Sometimes it's a coworker, a, a classmate, a spouse, a, a, a relative that, you know, you know, you can't divorce from. You know, God allows these people in our life because he wants the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. And so there will be people either sent by God or sent by the devil. We, sometimes we can't tell the difference. But it allows us to grow this fruit. It's a generous willingness to try to understand and manage the awkward and challenging people that God allows to enter our lives. Thank you, Lord. Patience involves an acceptance and submission to the will of God who sovereignly places trying circumstances in individuals in our lives. So this is when, when we develop the fruit of the Spirit, it is one way that we can bless the Lord. It's our gift to God. And so when we practice patience, we're actually honoring the Lord. When we have those difficult circumstances that we can't change, we learn to accept them that God's in control and he's working all things together for good. God does not do anything bad or evil. He cannot. He cannot do that. But we have an adversary and Satan can bring things into our life. But how many of you know that ultimately God still remains in control? The devil had to get permission from God to touch Job. So God remains sovereign, and we don't, under, we don't always understand why God allows certain things in our lives, but I will tell you this, many of the, the challenging things he allows in our lives is so we can develop patience. You will not develop patience without being tested. So, well, we'll get to those a little bit later. Letter C, but patience is not placid indifference or a lethargic fatalism. Patience isn't just like, you know, you lay down and just get trampled on. Or just, you know, alas, it is the will of Allah, is what the Muslims say. 
How many know we're not fatalists like the Muslims? We believe God is sovereign, but we're not fatalists. We believe that God is working all things together for our good, even the bad. And so patience, life is going to bring these things. Patience will make life better. Because everybody's going to have hard circumstances and difficult people in their life, right? No matter who you are, you're going to have difficult people and places and circumstances. Patience benefits us. It enables us to endure those people and those circumstances. So don't have patience just for everyone else. Have it for yourself. It will do better for you. Life will be better for you if you can learn to be patient. And there are times where I feel the, the blood pressure rising and I stop myself and I say, oh, you know what? There's nothing I can do about this. I'm stuck on the grapevine with you know, traffic not moving for outright. I might as well just relax. And then there's the blood pressure goes down, peace settles on me, and life is better. In, when, when you're in a situation, a difficult situation that you cannot change, the only thing you can change is your attitude. And if you're willing to change your attitude, it will be better. It'll make the problem less oppressive. And so patience is a, is a blessing to us, not just to others and to the Lord. Many would rather avoid difficult people, and we all do it sometimes, right? We may try to avoid difficult people at times, but the mature believer is willing to engage them in order to develop character in our life. Now, I want to say this with a caveat. There are times where people are time robbers. And if they're consuming your time that the Lord wants you to do something else, there is, we can say, excuse me, I need to do this, or I need, to, uh, I need to pick this conversation up at another time. So it doesn't mean that we're, again, just a, a doormat. Because sometimes we do have to tell difficult people no. For their sake and, and for your sake. There's nothing wrong with that. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, again, patience will help us endure difficult people and difficult circumstances. But sometimes we can put an end to those things on our own. We can say this is not a good time. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Speak the truth in love. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. But if you can't get out of it, then exercise patience. Because patience involves an acceptance and a submission to the will of God. Now, the evidence of living by the Spirit is a biblical tolerance with intolerant people in, in intolerable circumstances. Number two, so that's the meaning of patience. How are we doing? We still want to, you know, continue on? Okay, I know. Again, don't pray for patience because <laughs> you'll get difficult people in difficult circumstances all over your life. But actually, it is good to pray for patience because it gives God glory. So where do we get patience? Doesn't come from us. It's got to come from the Spirit. It has to come from the Lord. 
Like any of the fruit of the Spirit, the origin is God. And that is true of patience. Letter A, God exercises patience with humanity. Look at 1 Peter 3, 18 through 20. For Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body but made alive by the Spirit, through whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison. Now, there's a, that's like the book of Jude. That's one of those things. Jesus went to preach to the spirits in prison. What? What does that mean? And we're not gonna, we don't have time to go into it in depth, but there is, there is an interpretation that the three days Jesus was in the grave is that he was preaching to those that were in Abraham's bosom or paradise. That he wasn't, that they were, they still had to put their faith in Christ even though they had lived a godly life. But, uh, but they weren't in prison. So he may have also preached to those who were in Hades as well. You had Hades on one side and you had paradise on the other. Again, we don't have time to really dig into that, but that's a fascinating little nugget that just is thrown out there in Scripture. Okay, verse 20. Who disobeyed long ago when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. In it only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water. God waited a hundred years while the ark was being built. And it says that Noah preached during those years. All this time, every morning they wake up, there's that idiot building that big boat. Says it's going to rain. It's never rained before. And it was a testimony. That boat, that construction, was a test. it was God preaching to the, to the people. And yet only eight were saved. God was patient with them even though they were terribly wicked and violent. Letter B. The purpose of God's patience is to lead people to repentance and salvation. Let's look at 2 Peter 3, 9 and verse 15. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Verse 15. Bear in mind that your, the Lord's, our Lord's patience means salvation. Just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him. Some of us, well, all of us are here because God was patient. We all deserve to die because we've all sinned and fallen short of God's glory. And yet, because of his patience, we're saved. We're going to heaven. And so if God can exercise that kind of patience for us, it, it's, it's true of all the fruit of the Spirit. We love because he first loved us. We can be patient because he was first patient with us. Letter C, we are not to try God's patience, however. God is patient, but we should not abuse that patience. Romans 2.4, or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, tolerance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness leads you toward repentance? And it says if we reject his kindness and his patience, we will suffer his wrath. And so God has extended patience. And it's not just in our salvation. How many know that we continue to sin? 
and we need God's grace. And he's patient. Every time we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. We have to repent. We have to own it. But every time you ask God to forgive you, he forgives you. Wow. But at the same time, how many know we should not abuse his grace? Number three. So we know the definition of patience. We know the source of patience. It's from the Lord. So how do we exercise it in our own life? Letter A, we are to exercise patience with God's timing. I am fully convinced there are time, times when God delays to teach us patience. Again, as you mentioned, we live in an instant society. We want everything now. How I many know that sometimes an answer to prayer comes after years of prayer? Years. God sometimes answers prayers immediately, but sometimes not for a long period of time. And some of the, there's a lot of things, the reasons behind that. Number one, God is setting things up over in other places that we know nothing about. The timing's not right. Even when Canaan was going to be destroyed, the Bible, the Bible says the cup of the wrath of the Canaanites was not yet full. God was going to destroy the Canaanites, but it wasn't time yet. Because again, God's patient. for He's always trying to give people time to get saved. He's always giving people time. He gives people more time than we do. But that's, that's the God we serve. He loves saving people. And so he's patient. And so God will help us learn patience in our dealing with him. Look at Hebrews 6.15. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. It was years later and a little mistake along the way. No little mistake, major mistake along the way. But how many know he, Abraham and Sarah did wait for years? Our timing is not always God's timing. But in that delay, we can learn patience. And if we learn patience, life will be better. And since God waited on us, how many know God waited on us? We should be willing to wait on him. Because his timing is always perfect. Look at 1 Timothy 1, 15 and 16. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. That's why Jesus came, to save sinners. Of who I am the worst, Paul says. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his unlimited patience as an example for those who would believe on him and receive eternal life. People would say, if God can save the apostle Paul or Saul at that time, he can save anybody. And there are people like that. Maybe we were like that. We can say, hey, if God saved me, he can save anybody. We are also to be patient regarding the Lord's coming. James 5, 7, and 8. Be patient then, brothers, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop and how patient he is for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. 
My whole life I have heard that Jesus is coming back. My whole life. For 57 years. I'm sure my mom was telling me about it even when I was a baby. And yet the Lord has not come yet. Some of you have been waiting longer than I have. But how many of you know that teaches us to remain faithful while we're waiting? Letter B, we are to exercise patience with the people God brings into our lives. Colossians 3.12. Again, there's a balance. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, Humility, gentleness, and patience. 1 Thessalonians 5.14 And we urge you, brothers, warn those who are idle, encourage the timid, help the weak, be patient with everyone. There's accountability. Those who are idle need to be challenged. 1 Timothy, or 2 Timothy 4.2 Preach the word. This is to, to Timothy, the pastor, be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Number one, parenthesis, as we grow in the knowledge of God, we will grow in patience with one another. If you want to grow in patience, you need to grow in your knowledge of God. Colossians 1.10 and we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. Number two parentheses, since patience is an attribute of agape love, if we love people, we will be patient with them and vice versa. Patience is the love of God in action. It's, you know, with our grandsons, sometimes they throw tantrums. They can scream at a pitch that is like a hot poker going right through both ears. You know what I'm saying? Just, we call it the pterodactyl scream. It's like, a, it's like a pterodactyl swooping down on you, about to consume you. And you know what's amazing? It doesn't bother me a bit. Not my problem. I've been through it. I've ha I've, but I'll tell you, when I was a parent, those screams would just, oh my goodness, you know, and it's usually in a restaurant and everybody's glaring at you. I remember when uh, Josiah was two months old, we were flying to Salt Lake City to see my family, some family members that were living there. And it was Jolene and me and Josiah, two months old. Of course, he gets on the plane and his ears start hurting. And so we were sitting toward the front of the, we were like right behind first class. We're way toward the front of the plane. And Jolene went to the bathroom in the back of the plane and I could hear him screaming the whole way. And I know people were, you know, planning, plotting to take our lives, you know, because it was a miserable, miserable flight. And I'm sitting there, oh, God, please, God. I was so stressed and I felt so bad for Jolene because she was the one in the bathroom trying to keep him quiet. 
But so when it was a parent, it bugged me. But now it's a grandparent, doesn't bother me a bit. I've been down that road. And I've even sat by people in an airplane and there's a child there. And they start apologizing. And I say, don't apologize. I've had four children. This does not bother me anymore. I can tune it out. Bless God. So just as the purpose of God's patience is to bring salvation to humanity, so the purpose of our patience with other people is to bring them to God. We're patient. And patience in God's people is one of the surest sign an unbeliever can observe the nature of God. Remember, we reflect his glory and to a lost and dying world. And I'm telling you, one of the greatest witnesses is just being patient with people. To the checker in line, to the, the person crossing the crosswalk, you know, to the person that cut in front of you. I'm, patience will be a testimony. Here's another quality. Oh, I'm, I missed 1 Corinthians 13, 4. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. Letter C, we are to show patience in the face of suffering. Wow. It's hard enough to show patience, but also in the midst of suffering. James 5.10, brothers, as an example of the patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. We can take comfort from the prophets who suffered far more than we ever would. So God, the definition of patience is to be long breathing, to come, to come under and not freak out. So we, we've got the definition. We have the source that comes from God, the Spirit. And we talked about how we, how we get patience, how we develop it. And finally, number four, there are benefits. This is the other great thing, that if we, if we obey God, there are our benefits, there are blessings when we obey him. Now, we should obey, obey for just to obey, not for the benefits or the blessings, but that was a part of it. Letter A, patience results in wisdom and understanding. How many times have we spoken too quickly, and if we had just been patient, we would have got the whole story before we jumped in, there's... I'm telling I've been married 37 years. Whew, forgot for a second. Uh, I've been married for 37 years, and I still try to finish Jolene's sentences, and I never get it right. She's about to say something, I inter- and she pauses. And, you know, when there's a pause, that's my cue to jump in. Anybody with me? If your spouse pauses, oh, you, you'll fill that void, even, and you will be in trouble when you do I'm just telling you but again if you love someone let them talk especially your spouse let them finish their own sentences because like like I've said I can't I I don't know if I've ever gotten it right and even if I do it's not going to be appreciated so there's some wisdom in being patient Proverbs 14, 29. A patient man has great understanding, but a quick-tempered man displays folly. If we would just listen and wait, don't jump to conclusions, let them finish what they're going to say, we will gain understanding 
and sometimes save our lives. Proverbs 19.11, a man's wisdom gives him patience. It is to his glory to overlook an offense. Wow. Letter B, patience calms quarrels. Proverbs 15.18, a hot-tempered man stirs up dissension, but a patient man calms a quarrel. Another benefit, letter C, patience brings about influence. See, sometimes we think, you know, if we pressure somebody, it will influence them. But true influence comes when we're patient. Look at Proverbs 16.32. Better a patient man than a warrior. A man who controls his temper than one who takes a city. Proverbs 25.15. Through patience, a ruler can be persuaded and a gentle tongue can break a bone. Patience is more powerful than anger. Isn't that amazing? Patience is more powerful than anger. And the cure to anger is patience. Letter D, patience prepares us for the end times. Revelation 13.10, if anyone is to go into captivity, into captivity he will go. If anyone is to be killed with the sword, with the sword he will be killed. This calls for patient endurance and faithfulness on the part of the saints. Revelation 14, 12. This calls for patient endurance. You know, patience is a bad enough word. If Then you add endurance to it. Those two words together, I mean, I don't like them separately. I sure don't like them together. On the part of the saints who obey God's commandments and remain faithful to Jesus. May we remain. See, the whole climax of this, of learning to be patient with people, with circumstances, is someday we may have to be patient in the end times. We may have to be patient in persecution. So all this patience we're learning is for a greater cause. And that may be the end times. Can we patiently endure? You know, Christians have suffered for 2,000 years. We're, we've, we've been blessed in America, but there are Christians dying right now around the world. And so God is pre preparing us to be patient in life so that we are prepared should we encounter the end times. Is that good? All right, thank you for sitting patiently. Let's pray. Father, this is a challenging fruit to develop, but we see how it benefits us. When we're patient, we actually feel better. But not only that, Lord, it glorifies you. One way we can be a testimony is to be patient. And Lord, I just ask that you would give us that strength. Because, Lord, we need it because we know it comes from the Spirit and certainly not from the flesh. So once again, Holy Spirit, we say not by might, not by power, but by your Spirit. Give us patience. In Jesus' name, amen. Next week, kindness. Thank you for coming. If you'd like more information about Bakersfield First Assembly of God, you can search us on the internet at bakersfieldfirst.com.
Thank you for joining us today and have a blessed week.